0: I invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter Extraordinary Tales of All Things Paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, wife of Demon Hunter. Today, my guest is Leslie Pringle. Leslie is a ghost and demon experiencer. Joe and I have helped Leslie on a couple of occasions with some demonic um, occurrences. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, Dorinda. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being my guest. Well, thank you. Leslie, in your bio, you talked about an encounter you had in Ireland in 2009. Can you tell us about that?
1: Well that was what I call my awakening time. I was in Ireland with my sister kind of paying homage to, you know, my family background cause I'm Irish and we were driving around Ireland and we stopped at the rock of Cashel show in Tipperary. and we parked the car, walked up, paid the admission walking around. Um, not really, I'm more fascinated with like, um, um, uh, celtic crosses and and things like that so we were looking at all the tombstones and stuff like that and i turned around and she looked my sister looked at me and she's like oh my gosh are you okay and i said no i felt like crying i felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders uh i guess the, my whole demeanor just dropped you know because we're pretty happy-go-lucky people and i was just about in tears and she goes, okay, we're getting you out of here. And as we were walking out, we read the memorial, and there was a massacre on that site.
0: Mm.
1: So in future talking to other people, other psychics and that, they said that, you know, I what I was experiencing was the residual energy left on that site.
0: Yeah, the anguish and all that. Yes.
1: Yes. So that's what. What prompted me to start looking more into how sensitive, uh, psychic, uh, what my abilities were or, you know, everything that I was curious about. Mm
0: -hmm. You talked about um, a ghost that you had traveled back to the States with you. Why do you think (laughs) it followed you and what happened when you got home?
1: Well, funny that you say that. We were in Prague and Prague is a very interesting city and I kept on feeling something like, I want to say tickling the back of my neck hairs, like not my neck hairs raising, but like, you know, the little no-see-um bugs that kind of buzz around you, Mm -hmm. and you swat at them, and they'd be at my ankles, and, and from my ankles up to the top of my neck, and it followed me all the way through Prague to Belgium to, on the airplane to home, and I was in the kitchen one day, and I'm like, there's something, you know, what is around me? And I swatted at it and I'm like, okay, I've had enough. And then I thought, I wonder if it is a ghost. So I just kind of talked out loud and I said, hey, I brought you over here. You've been following me over from Prague and I release you. Go, go have fun. You're in the States now, you know? And it was really funny, because I've talked to several people, and of course, everyone has, sometimes, you know, they're like, oh, ghosts can't follow you, they can't cross water, and I'm like, well, they didn't cross on water, they crossed on me, they followed, they hitchhiked on me, and, you know, I gave it the, you know, I don't know why it attached to myself, but I I felt not um, unrest, but it was just like bothering me the whole time, it just, I felt like something was there and but you couldn't see it i can't i couldn't see it so but when i said please leave me it left yeah, and you know, i never been bothered
0: by it ghosts are usually obsessed so this this particular ghost found something in you you might have reminded them of a family member or something and they just wanted to be in your energy you know and so you know they got like they said like you said they got a free trip to america <laughs> on, yeah, your, on, right. your, on your back <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's just, you know, so, several of the the things that had happened to me while I think I was awakening.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Leslie, do you see ghosts?
1: Sometimes I do when I'm paying attention. Okay. And then, you know, it, a lot of times I, I've learned to tune a lot of things out um, and I've learned to shield, uh, thanks to you, actually. Hmm. And uh, you know, I've learned that um, this is my body and my area. So unless I open myself up, I really don't see a lot. But I do smell, and I do hear.
0: Right. Um, well, there's the different clairs. You know, there's like the sensing, the smell. There's a bunch of them. You know, mm-hmm. we, we call them the clairs. But um, you let's talk about your shield because that's interesting. So tell us how the shield came about. Uh, and your uh, it's a tattoo, right? That's what you call it, your shield. I call it my
1: shield. Uh, I had a dream one night, and uh, it was from Archangel Raphael, and said that I needed to have something to protect me. And uh, I also heard that I have work to do, but I have yet to know what work I need to do, which means I need to work on that. But uh, gave me a picture, and I went on the internet, and. I found a Celtic knot shield because I I feel the ties to the Celtic Mm -hmm. um, faith. And so I sent it to a friend of mine who sent it to a tattoo artist in Ireland and said, hey, is this a true Celtic knot? And they said yes. And so it came back and I had it tattooed on the inside of my wrist. And ever since then, it is my little... My shield. I mean, I I do other shield. I do energy shielding, but I call it my little
0: uh, alarm bell. So what do you do? Do you tap it or does it it, um, give pain? How do you know that it's like on? So is it on all the time or?
1: It's on all the time. I've I've come to instances. I've been around people and I'll be like normal temperature heat up. Mm-hmm. or it will cool down Regarding depending on where I'm at um I think you experienced it with me when it, it, it was warm and I was cool mm-hmm. and it is just it is a reminding me that I am in the presence of other worldly things and that I need to be protective of myself and others around
0: that's very interesting um you know, one of the things that we talk about, you know, in the demonic realm is that, you know, you have to find things that work best for you. So there are some certain things that we usually like to tell people to use for protection, but, you know, to getting a tattoo or something that represents protection to you is very interesting. And I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about that. So that in case, you know, other people, um, you know, can use that for protection as well. Now, not, <laughs> not necessarily a Celtic knot would protect them, but use something that, you know you can relate to and it resonates with you as protection so and like you said you did have that um you know archangel was it Raphael that came to you yep. and told you about that so that's that's very very interesting
1: you talk and you and with, i'm sorry and with this with the the tattoo where it is it's the inside of my wrist mm-hmm. and i can see it all the time and it is a reminder to me that i need to shield because you know i i was taught years ago by another psychic to say you know you just sit there and practice shielding set your alarm for a couple times a day but we get so busy right that you know and we're working with other things in our 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 daily work life our personal life you don't think to oh i have to take time out to shield so when i see my wrist i'm like oh i still need to keep shielding
0: um, You talk about um, that you can kind of know when a house is haunted. So explain that. When
1: I can be driving down the road and I'll look at a house. I mean, you, you drive by houses, house after house after house. But every so often there's a house that will stick out to me and I pay attention to it. That I would normally not pay attention to. And I look at it, I look at the windows, I, I just look at the whole thing, and I either feel okay or I feel sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I've i gone through several houses that I've gone in. I've gone into one house, my daughter's house, that, you know, I, as soon as I walked in, I felt it. Um, when I walked into um, a friend's house, the other house, uh, my, actually my fancy's house, I felt it. Mm-hmm. and you feel something is off you can't put your finger on it but you you've got the warning bells going off
0: yeah it's like um you know everybody experiences it differently but like for me, um, you know, it's like it's suffocating sometimes. You know, when you walk into a place, it suffocates you and stuff. Um, one of the things that I always do, you know, as you know, I'm a real estate agent, but I uh, I take pictures of the windows, and sometimes I'll see little entities photography. You're like, okay, great, I'm not going to buy that house. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't buy right. it either. <laughs> you know, so
1: right. Well, I think I sent you footage of an orb that flashed in mm-hmm. the in the house too, mm-hmm. and. Um, because something was wrong. I mean, my that for sure. My the back of the the hair on the back of my neck stood up, and I was overwhelmed. My feeling when I go by is either the pit of my stomach goes down, or I just feel overwhelmed and exhausted.
0: Well, the particular house that you're talking about, your fiancé's house. You know, Joe and I did an event that took place there, um, but the house was sad. But what is interesting about the house that we had just investigated from for your fiancé was that you know the the demonic tricked us um you know i i thought for sure it would be just ghost not demonic mm-hmm. but it was it was loaded <laughs> with some demonic things so it was it was interesting that was an interesting case that we had so thank you for um yes. you know getting a hold of us and sh- um what were your experiences there and what made you contact us the first time um
1: uh, well uh my daughter's house and uh, my grandson uh well, actually, my son, my oldest son was there and he's like, mom, there's something in this house. And I said, yes, I feel it. And he says, no, I really, I really don't think that it's right. And he told me about several occurrences where something tried to injure my grandson, oh, mm-hmm. like knock him against the wall. Um, there was dressers being knocked out, you know, lifted up um, while, they, while they were moving and nothing should have happened. But it did happen and, you know, they they were quick enough to knock him away from the, the area. But I went up there and, and I had uh, tried to clear the house in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was spirits around. And um, my son-in-law and I went downstairs and we did the whole house cleansing and went up to the top. And we put some protection herbs out on a dish And my daughter called me uh, like a week later, and she goes, those herbs are gone, Mom. And I said, what do you mean they're gone? And she goes, they're totally gone. I says, well, you know, it could be mice, it could be, you know, bugs, or, you know, not that they have it, but, you know, I was trying to discount everything, or the kid's getting it. She goes, Mom, no one knows it's there but my husband and I. And I'm like, okay, so... That's when I thought there's more to it. And then around Christmas time, before I, I contacted you, I was upstairs, and there was an object in the hallway. And I looked at my son-in-law, and I said, well, who is, you know, and it was a uh, old uh, prior family member's piece of furniture. I said, that needs to go. There, there was something really, really bad on that. And so he removed it, and it went away a little bit. But then my daughter was telling me that the room that she was doing, you know, she'd go and do her makeup in and do her hair. She felt like she was constantly being watched and she didn't feel good about it. So that's when I and then when my son told me what was happening with my grandson, I called you. And then that's when we did what we did.
0: Yeah. And you described something about a web of some sort. So can you remember this, the, the description of that? Um, you had said something about you felt like there was a web in that one room like like a spiders were coming down. And right. I, it, yeah. It,
1: it just felt like something was um weaving itself okay. in there. Yeah. And that it was attached in the corner and it would come down and go back up. It was it was very bizarre. I I've never experienced that that before. Mm-hmm. And I saw ironically geometric shapes. Like floating around the outer perimeter of the walls and that's when you were telling me that you know we see we can see demonic things in different lights because they constantly trick us right so it was tricking me thinking that there's nothing there
0: right yeah they're they're tricksters for sure they are yeah um you had also talked about being chased in a grocery store. So what was chasing you, Leslie?
1: Well, prior to reading your book, or Joe's book, I should say.
0: um, I'm in the book, but I didn't write the book.
1: (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) And I had no idea. So this is right when I was pretty much uh, figuring out that I had had the ability to feel a little bit more than some people and and see things, although we all have the gift. Mm -hmm. But I was walking into a uh, Meyer grocery store and there was a gentleman, older gentleman, sitting on the bench, and he looked at me and I made contact to him and it was it was very, very bizarre because it was almost like his eyes narrowed. And it looked, because I did a double take, because I'm like, that's one heck of a unibrow. And it really wasn't a unibrow, it was his eyebrows vibrating across his forehead. And he got up and started following me. And I'm like, why would you follow me? I mean, it was like, I'm just grocery shopping, and I would go down one aisle, and he'd be right behind me. And then I'd go down the next one, and then I'm like, I'm being followed, I don't like this. and my alert was like a full focus so I blended in with the crowd and I dropped my cart I didn't even bother to check out and I walked out immediately with you know I had my keys in my hand ready I thought I was going to be mugged or something but after reading in the book how a demonic presence can take over a person I like he was possessed with a demon
0: Mm-hmm. and the demon and, saw you as a threat and you know yeah went towards you yeah
1: yeah and, and my third eye was wide open at the time i had no idea i had no experience whatsoever about tuning down you know turning down the energy turning down the third eye so that you're not a glaring white
0: light walking yeah open, into a opening all the time yeah that's what i yes. always talk about you know because a lot of our clients um have a sensitivity um you know the demonic lights likes that. They like, you know, uh, mental illness and they do like, um, you know, people that are sensitive. And I always talk to them about shutting down and, and, uh, it, it's so important because, you know, the important stuff will come through, but it's shutting down is very, very important because again, like you said, you're just getting some groceries and here you are, you know, being chased right. in this, the store and not even getting what you needed because of what you had saw correct
1: yeah and and ever since then the and, and I always and this is really kind of interesting with the third eye and being wide open especially in a grocery store you can feel so many different emotions from people when you're in a grocery store in that in that type of closed environment it's it's really interesting and now Um, Because I would go in the grocery store and buy something really random. And I'd come home and like, why in the heck did I want that? And then I realized that all these times that something like that has happened to me, my third eye was wide open and I was susceptible to someone else's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Of, you know, oh, hey, you need this in your house. And I've never cooked with it or, you know, used it. And so now since I... Put my third eye down, and I, I shut it. And that I—I'm very focused, and it helps.
0: So you went into the store thinking that you wanted, like, you know, roast beef, and you got bologna, huh? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Exactly. Yeah, or liverwurst A little I know that could be you know? even worse. Yeah, that's right. That's like, yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. I know. Um, so tell us about—you know—you had talked about the thin man. So tell us about that experience
1: that was i have to say the scariest one of the scariest occurrences i had i mean we all dream and we all have you know like i had archangel my uh, raphael come into my dream for the tattoo i've had other dreams with other you know deities talking to me and then others i forget this one i will not forget i was sleeping and the thin man and i equate what he looked like to me and people kind of laugh when I tell them this, but it was like the outline of um, Freddy Krueger, you okay. know, with the hat, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's how I could, and, and you couldn't see his face. It was thin, and it was one, almost one-dimensional, and it kept on trying to get into me, and I, I had sleep paralysis because I woke up saying no very slow motion, and my heart was racing, I was drenched in sweat, and I was scared. And most dreams, I will, you know, I'm a fighter, so I will fight back or I will do whatever I need to in my dreams. This one not only scared me, but I mean, I fought it off. And I woke myself up saying no. And it was, it was just the most bizarre way I could describe no other than saying it was me saying no in in slow motion.
0: Oh goodness. Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, I had I was over at Kren's house, and you I told you about it, and you scanned me to make sure I had nothing residual on me, which I, I, I didn't. Thank you, because um, when I did the research, I was pretty horrified to see what tried to get into me. Sure. And it's and it's evil absolute evil and a lot of people don't don't get out of those dreams unscathed and um I did and I was very blessed.
0: Yes, well thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. And, you know I'm gr- I'm really glad that you didn't have anything and I'm really glad. Yeah um Crin we did an interview with Crin um earlier mm-hmm. and uh you know so we that's how we got connected is meeting through crin. Um so tell me I know that you have your shield Okay, but what else do you do mm-hmm. to protect yourself from evil or, and your loved ones as well?
1: Ironically, I go when I go into the metaphysical stores, I go in and I buy stones mm-hmm. and and crystals. And and the crystals in that, I, I go for the protection and the love. And I don't buy them for myself. I bring them home. I take care of them. I put them out in the full moon to be charged. Someone comes over to my house. Um my fiance, Jim, he he comes over. He came over and I'm like, he was attracted to a stone. I said, here, have it. So I like to make sure that I have something that if I see someone in need, I can give it to them. And I also do my personal shielding and that is pulling, um, uh, do you want me to describe what sure, I do? Sure,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, so a lot of times I, I just stand very calm my mind open and my palms open just standing upright barefoot and i envision white light coming from mother earth up through me up through the top of my head and it circles around me like a bubble and then i add different things to it um i identify with of course the celtic knot and i doodle all the time the infinity sign so i throw like put a couple layers on there, um, you know, I, depending on the day or my mood, I will add something to it, um, I pray for for something else to, uh, you know, come into my thoughts, to add to my um, shield, and that's what I do, and I try and pay attention all during the day, especially looking at my Celtic knot on my the inside of my wrist and I allow that to protect me during the day
0: yeah because you have a job where you are in the public so you know you you don't know exactly what kind of energy is being given especially when you work with the public so that's good that you have those things that you can use to protect yourself so right
1: and I and I do carry some crystals with me as well
0: Good crystal, really important. We, uh, you know, we believe uh, in yeah. crystal energy as well. Um, right. Mm-mm. So, lastly, do you think that demons are real?
1: Absolutely, and they are. To me, it w- it was the most, um, I guess, intimidating wake up call. And they're 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 scary. hmm And and they're deceitful. And you don't realize it's going on until it happens. And it, you know, especially after, you know, reading um, your book or Joe's book. I keep saying your book, but Joe's book. And you're in it, yes. But when
0: you keep reading (laughs) it. That's that's my plug because Joe always goes, I wrote the book. And I go, yeah, but I'm in it.
1: (laughs) I know. And I've reread certain parts of it Mm -hmm. because I because it tells me to pay attention, so I go back to different chapters, and the one I'm really rereading right now is The Pontiac House. For some reason, I'm fascinated by that, but it also is a wake-up call to be very, very, very careful with with demons. I mean, it's scary stuff, and it amazes me. Some people are so cavalier, and at first... That was my attitude, was like, oh, I'm just going to go in there and that. And then it's like, uh, no, I'm not. And then after reading the book, it was such a wake-up call to say, hey, you know, these are the tools you have to have. You know, I have the sage, I've got the hawthorn berries, you know, you know, I I try and and not... um, be an angry person at all I, I, I'm actually a happy-go-lucky person but you know I think about lots of things but the demons they're they are outright devious and they're out there to wreak havoc in your life and if it weren't for you and Joe helping people to get rid of this because I'll tell you that Jim's house it's sad but not as sad and Sunday was in there and it was happy that you know we were cleaning, we were purging things, and and getting rid of old things, and it was absolutely at peace.
0: That's wonderful. It
1: went from it went from at to at peace.
0: That's good, and you know, and then and, th- and now the house is going to respond better to that as well because if it's at peace, then it will you know have right. the, the people that live there at peace as well. So,
1: and I have to say this too is that there was a certain smell in that house and i couldn't put my finger on it and now it's gone ah yeah it's 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 gone um am i still i still look for things but i'm not like as like because I know they're gone, but it's just that that residual of, okay, this is what was going on in the house. And, you know, I I truly thank God that um, uh, Jim and I were not affected by it.
0: Right, right, right. You got us there just in time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what would you say to someone who may feel that they have, they've been having demon attacks? What would you recommend or what would be the first step that they would need to do to um protect themselves or get help?
1: Well the first rule of thumb is not to be cavalier and think that they can read uh you know, just just read real quickly and understand that they could make them disappear. Right. Because they're not they're not gonna go. They got there, demons got there for a specific purpose and it's gonna need a specific someone to remove them, not just someone that lives there every day. Um and i i tell them that they need to protect themselves to start shielding uh the lemon showers are great for breaking um you know that that i don't know the demon funk inside on yeah. you
0: i call demon it demon funk. funk yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and uh you know it just you know it lemon the lemon shower you know i i have lemon, i have a bowl full of lemons now and it's it's really interesting and I, i'll i'll Transgress over that is that if you're in a funk, you take a half a lemon, squeeze it on you in the shower, yeah, and see if it breaks the funk because you never know if it's a residual from someone else. And I, I'm doing that more and more, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was somebody's, you know, funk. And but with the with the demon, I would I would definitely say contact you. I know you you guys are getting overloaded, but yeah, there's not enough of. Right, there's not enough of you guys out there to help. I mean, it's amazing the amount of demons out there, and not enough of the the protectors and hunters. Demon hunters, yeah. Care. Right, yeah. Yeah. but
0: um, but you'd you be know, crazy to want to get into this,
1: so. <laughs> you know. Well, I know, but you know, it's 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 not like someone has to do it. Therefore, I'll take the job. But I think that um, in I believe that everyone has the right to be happy and free and not be plagued by these. And and it it kind of bothers me that there's so many of them out there because there's so many good people out there. And you wonder why it happens, but it does. So, you know, the crystals, the saging, the hawthorn berries, the lemon showers, changing residences as hard as that is. You know, if you can afford to move, then try and move, but hopefully that demon doesn't follow you there.
0: Right, depending on what brought it there in the first place. What way. it is, whether yeah. it's
1: an incubus right. or, you know, something like that or a djinn or anything else like that. You know, you and, and it's doing the research, reading your book, reading other, you know, uh, you know the holy manuscripts that, you know, kind of cover these bases. Right. But, you know, because what you guys do is very intense work.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you for Mm -hmm. um, uh, spending some time with me today. And um, thanks for all that. Um, We're out of time, unfortunately. So um, for now, um, this is Dorinda, the wife of a demon hunter.